0: If you're looking for your first data job, you might not even realize it, but it might be right in front of you and you're just not seeing it. Let me explain. Welcome to the Data Career Podcast, the podcast that helps aspiring data professionals land their next data job. Here's your host, Avery Smith. Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for listening to the show and I have some bad news. The Data Career Podcast is no longer free. Yep, you heard it right. I'm putting it behind a paywall. At what price, you ask? Well, I'm actually going to do this deal where you pay once and you get lifetime access for absolutely free. How much does it cost? Just one podcast rating left on the Data Career Podcast page. Leave a rating, get access to the podcast for free for the rest of your life. On Spotify, all that means is you need to click the stars. It should be in like the lower right hand side of the top of the app page inside of the Data Career Podcast. And on Apple, all you need to do is scroll down on the Data Career Podcast page until you hit the tap to rate. All you need to do is click five stars or whatever rating you think that this podcast is, and you'll get lifetime access to this podcast. It seriously should only take about 30 seconds max. Your feedback really helps me know what to include inside the podcast and helps like-minded viewers find the show who might benefit from it as well. Plus it keeps me motivated to know that you guys actually like it and to create more episodes. My goal is to have 50 reviews both on Apple and Spotify. I think combined, we're about 20 away. So if each of you guys went in there, 20 of you guys went in there and left a rating, we'd hit our goal. And I'd be so appreciative. And I'm just kidding. The podcast is and will stay free. There is no cost, but I would really appreciate if you guys left a rating. It should only take 30 seconds and it would mean the world to me. Now onto the show. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Data Career Podcast. The first thing I want to say is we have a special guest on the podcast today. She is right here You cannot see her but you might be able to hear her depending on how it goes but my new daughter penelope is in the room with me right behind me and she's asleep right now looking like a little angel but if you hear any peeps that's what you are hearing is penelope talking but she's asleep so she probably won't talk too much all right so if you're trying to land that first date a job you're trying to look everywhere for that job but it might actually be right in front of you let me explain So like one of the first things that we do when you join the Data Analytics Accelerator, which is my 10 week bootcamp to help you land your first data job in less than 90 days, is you'll decide if you're trying to go for an internal pivot or an external pivot. And what that is, are you going to try and find a job internal to your company or external to your company? Lots of people think that they have to find a job externally. They're looking at these different tech companies, maybe Facebook or Amazon or Google or whatever, right? They're like, I need a new job, and so I need to switch companies. That's not actually the case. If you guys remember my story, or if you ever heard my story, you'll know that I actually did an internal pivot and internal pivots are often easier and often better than external pivots. I'll do a quick little summarization of my story. I was a chemical lab technician, which basically meant I mixed chemicals every day. I wore a lab coat. And I worked for this company that basically built these sensors that would sniff the air. They'd be able to tell you what chemicals were in the air, if there was a bomb nearby, if there was alcohol nearby, if there was drugs nearby, it would be able to detect. And they actually had a data scientist at the company who wrote the algorithms to be able to decipher what was in the air. And that data scientist ended up leaving the company. And I was a chemical lab technician. We tried to hire a data person for a long time. And what you might not know is hiring people is actually really expensive because it costs to list your job on things like LinkedIn or ZipRecruiter. That costs money, that's like a service. And on top of that, you usually want to get the best candidates possible and so you're sponsoring those posts so they get to the right people or you're boosting them in some way so that the right people see it and you're getting really high quality candidates to apply to your job. So cost costs money to list it, costs money to boost it. Then on top of that, it costs money to write the job description, to spend all the time to go through all the resumes that you get, to spend all the time in all the interviews you get. You might do in-person interviews and that costs money to fly the candidate out. You're probably paying for a flight. You're probably paying for a hotel. You're probably paying for an Uber. You're probably paying for food. That all adds up to tens of thousands of dollars. It's expensive for them to hire the right people, but it's important that they hire the right people because if they hire the wrong person, that's also expensive because they spent all that money interviewing this person, bringing them on, training them only to find out a couple months later, oh crap. This person's not the best person. They don't have the best attitude. We don't want them. And then start the whole process over again. So what you may not realize is hiring is actually very difficult and very expensive. And so for these companies, they're really incentivized. how do I get the best talent with the least cost? And really what it comes down to is a high trust factor. They want these people to be low risk. And you as an internal pivoter are that. You're low cost and you're low risk and you're potentially high reward. So I was this lab technician I had worked there for, I think, two years, probably. So they knew my work ethic. They knew I showed up to work on time. They knew I loved to learn. They knew I, if there was a, a deadline, I'd get it done. They knew I could work in a team. They knew all about my personality, right? Because they had two years of experience with me. And so when I told them, hey, I think I could be, you know, potentially good at this data stuff, like I'm going to do a few projects. I'm going to show you that I'm capable of doing it. And then I showed my boss. He was like, wow, Avery, you're actually pretty good at this. You should maybe step into this data role. And that's how I landed my first data job was by basically having my company have an opening, showing them that I had the technical capabilities of doing it. I did that by building a project and showing it to, to my boss in this case. And then I got that job opportunity actually handed to me. And if it wasn't for VaporSense, I don't know if I'd be on this podcast today. That was my introduction to the data world. That was my first you know, step into the data world, like the first step, my foot in the door. And I don't know if I'd be talking to you if it wasn't for that internal pivot. And it was really easy for me because I didn't have to apply. I didn't have to make a resume. I didn't have to make a project. That's always going to be part of the process, but I didn't get ghosted by anybody. I didn't have to spend all this time writing cover letters. I was just like, Hey, we need a data person. I think I could do a potentially good job. Like you guys know I'm a good person. I'm a good worker. Can I potentially be a good fit? And so if you like your company, you don't have to leave it to become a data analyst. Now that's true for most jobs. Some companies aren't going to have any data positions at all, but the majority of them are. And if you don't think your company does, I'm going to talk about some ways that you can double check, but you're, you're probably working at a company that has some sort of a data role. All right. We'll talk about that in a bit, but if you like your company, you can stay. You don't have to go work for a tech company. You don't have to go switch to some different industry or some different field or some different company. You could actually just stay where you're at right now. And so you have to be thinking, okay, I need to be low risk, you know, companies like that. And I have the capability to do this. And so company you might like me, right? So it's actually sometimes easier because you're lower risk. So like, why not try you? So if you're trying to land that first data job, look inside of your company, it might be hiding right in front of you. So does your company have data people already? That's something you may or may not know. You might be thinking, nah, my company doesn't have any data people, but hold on. Let me talk through a couple different scenarios that I've seen before. So one of my favorite ones is actually from one of my students inside the data analytics accelerator program. She was a teacher, but obviously teachers are not data analysts and schools. You wouldn't really think have data analysts, right? But her district actually had a data analyst slash coordinator position open And through the Data Analytics Accelerator program, Erica was able to learn the skills necessary. She was able to build a portfolio, and she was able to learn how to send messages and cold messages and network. And she was able to reach out to the district and say, hey, you know, I've worked in this district for this amount of time. I have these projects. I know how to do Excel. I know how to do SQL. I know how to do Tableau. Here's my portfolio that backs all this up. I saw you had this opening for this data position. I think I'd be the best candidate because not only do I have the data skills, but I have all of the domain knowledge. And she ended up landing that job. So, you know, a random fifth grade teacher, you wouldn't think that is the place to find a data job, but it was sitting right in front of her. And she was able to take advantage of that. You might work for a bank. You might be like a bank teller or something like that. I guarantee you, your bank has data analyst positions open. Maybe not at the local branch per se, but at the corporate level, it definitely has data analysts and you can get referred to those more easily than if you were trying to land uh, a different job in a different industry because they know you. So if you work for Chase Bank, Chase Bank knows you, your manager can vouch for you. You have a work history of not messing up, you know, you're performing well. They wants to hire from within. It costs them less money. Most places where you work, there is a data analyst position. If you're in a school, there's probably a data analyst position. If you're in a hospital, there's most likely a data analyst position. If you work in retail, there's most likely a data analyst position. So we can find data analytics positions at most large corporate companies. And you can ask your boss, Hey, do we have a data analytics team? Do you know if at corporate there's anyone that does data analytics or you can go on LinkedIn, you can search for the company. You can search whatever your company name is, go to the people tab and search by data. And that's going to show you all the people that work for that company that have the word data anywhere on their profile. And you can peruse through and see who those people are, what their titles are. And you can reach out to them on LinkedIn and say, Hey. I saw you're a a data person at my company. Are you in the same area as me? Could we maybe do a coffee chat together? I'd love to learn. I've worked at this company for five years as this role, but I'm really interested in data. Can you tell me a little bit more what it's like to work at this company inside data? And they're likely to help you. In fact, you don't even have to reach out to them on LinkedIn. Most corporate companies have some sort of employee directory. So for instance, when I worked at ExxonMobil, we had Skype, a lot of people have Teams. You can just send them a direct message on your company's internal messaging platform they're not going to say no, you know, they want to help people from within. And as long as you're nice and they're nice, you should be able to talk to them and learn from them. So you can talk to your boss. You can do that LinkedIn search. I just told you about, you can go to the LinkedIn company page and go to jobs and even see if they're hiring any data people. That way, you know, that there's already an opening and you can be like, Hey, I'm a good fit for this role. Check me out. Right. This is a good option for landing your first data role. This is actually easier than going and perusing. You know, hundreds of jobs that have hundreds of candidates where they don't know anything about you. You apply with your resume to the black hole, the spray and pray approach, but they don't even look at your resume. If you're applying internally and you've talked to the manager, you've talked to the team, then they're going to look at your resume. I guarantee It's just the lowest risk for them, the highest reward, unless you've done terrible things at the company, they're going to at least consider you. Now, I'm not saying you're going to get the job but I'm going to say you're at least going to get an interview, which is a big deal when you're trying to land that first data job. And once you find these people, for instance, you've gone on LinkedIn, you've maybe talked to your manager. You need to find every person that works in the data world over in in that company and talk to them. Talk to all of them. If there's five data analysts, talk to all five of the data analysts. You don't have to do it all in a row, but maybe you spend five weeks, one person a week. You have a 15 minute coffee chat. Hey, what's it like to be a data analyst at this company? Hey, how did you become a data analyst at this company? What type of tools do you use? What type of skills do you use? Ask them a bunch of questions and you're doing that one to learn more about them and more about what they do. Right. But you're also being kind of sneaky here and you are prepping them so that when they need to hire a six data analyst, they're like, ah, oh, crap, we got to write the job description and we got to do all these interviews and then we got to fly these people out. It's going to cost us a lot of money. Or we could just go talk to Avery over there in the chemical lab technician department. He seemed interested in it. He expressed interest and he seemed like a nice guy. We could maybe interview him first. You know, we don't have to put this out to the public yet. What if we just interview him first and we like him? He seems like he could learn it. Right. And so you're actually putting yourself as potential employee number one for any future job openings. You're top of mind when you do this. So go talk to all the data analysts, go talk to their managers and say, Hey, What would it take for me to come from my team to your team? What would that roadmap look like? What would that path look like? Just ask them, be upfront. Their incentive is to help you because like I said, hiring is hard and it's expensive. And if you're a good person, the company knows it, they have an incentive to help you out. That's not gonna be true at all companies. Some companies aren't going to be as cool about this as others, but a lot of them are because companies like to make money. And like I said, you are saving company money if you can be an internal pivot. All right, next, what you do is you need to be using data analysis at your current position. So any way you possibly can try to be using data and analytics at your current job. So for instance, going back to Erica, as a fifth grade teacher, you know, make some cool charts in your grading, create some sort of pivot table to, to show progress. I don't know your domains, but figure out a way that you could use Excel or you could use Tableau in your current position. So that way you're practicing but you're also showing and proving to your company hey look i got the technical skills like you guys need me actually like look at i know the domain really well and i have these technical skills i'm the complete package i'm the whole enchilada That's what i was doing as a chemical lab technician i started using excel to do some data analysis stuff and then it got bigger and i started coding and all this stuff and eventually when it was like yeah you're right my company tried for like six months to hire another data person they spent money listing the job. They spent money promoting, like sponsoring the job post. They spent money interviewing people. They spent money flying people out. They didn't hire anyone. And they hired me. I was cheap. It worked out great for them. And they were really excited about it. And then this is more leaning towards bigger companies, but then start to attend the data analytics specific events. So for instance, when I worked at Exxon, there was lots of data events that anyone could come to. We had the authors of the big book of dashboards come to Exxon and help Basically professionals learn how to use data visualization more on their job. Anyone could attend that. And I started attending those and I got my face out. I mean, at Exxon, I was already doing data stuff, but there was people, you know, who were transitioning into the data world at Exxon and they showed up to those events. They got to the, the data managers, learned their name. They saw their work and they became prime number one candidates for when another job opening popped up inside their team. So, you know, if they have a lunch and learn, go to the lunch and learn. If they have a training, go to the training. Another student that was inside the data analytics accelerator, another student, Evan now works at NASA and he's like, it's so sick. I have all these lunch and learns all the time. And you know, Evan's a data analyst at this company. So he's going to those already. But for instance, if someone at NASA wasn't a data analyst, but wanted to become one, they should go to those data analytics, lunch and learns. They need to like be seen with the crowd. And if you do those things, if you figure out if your company has data people, If you go and literally network, have a coffee chat with every single data person at your company, if you start using data at your job, and if you start retaining these data events, your face is going to get out there. You're going to be top of mind when an opening hop pops up. If one's not already open right now, you're going to be the first person they interview. Are you going to get the job? I can't guarantee it, but I can guarantee you you get a chance. And that's worth a lot because I know a lot of you guys are out there, you're applying for dozens and dozens of jobs getting ghosted, you know, dozens and dozens of time. And you're so frustrated. You're like, this sucks. Right. And it does suck. And I'm sorry. That's the process. But what I'm telling you, what I've taught you today with this internal pivot is a way that you can become the first in line for that interview so that you get at least a chance to pitch yourself, to share your story. Right. And that's worth a lot. And so I hope you guys will take this to your heart and you'll think, man, I actually kind of like my company. I actually kind of like my company culture. I like where I live. I I like my boss, I like my coworkers. I could actually stay here and just become a data analyst. That is a viable path that you're probably overlooking right now. I know I did until it actually happened for me at VaporSense and like I said, I probably wouldn't be talking inside this microphone on this camera right now if it wasn't for the opportunity at VaporSense. So I challenge you guys to think about what would an internal pivot look like for you and if it's something you're going through and you want some help on, I'd highly recommend that you consider the Data Analytics Accelerator. It's my 10-week program that helps you land your first data job in 90 days. In Module 1, we go over this exact same dilemma, this exact same idea, where we talk about, do you want an internal pivot or an external pivot? That's one of the first things we'll talk about. And then we'll talk about it on a one-on-one call, me and you, where we write a roadmap to make sure that we get you to your dream data job as fast as possible. If that is something of interest to you, there should be a link down below in the description to go check it out and learn more. I encourage you to do so. Appreciate you guys listening. Have an excellent day.